Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 96. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Noah Dillon. The Perth songwriter recently released his new EP, entitled Don't Change for the World Like It's Changing Me. In today's episode, we're speaking with Noah about how he got his start in music, signing to due process, and touring with Sly Withers. Here we go. Our guest today is a songwriter and musician from Perth in Western Australia. After releasing his debut EP, Everything Melts, back in 2019, he's recently released his follow-up EP and his first for his record label, Due Process, entitled Don't Change for the World Like It's Changing Me. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Noah Dillon. Hello. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. Really good. That's good. Where are you uh, joining us from today? Uh, so I'm in my house, um, in Fremantle, WA. Um, it's a bit rainy outside. So I think that constitutes good podcasting weather. I think <laughs> definitely feels, yeah, it feels like a nice day to be chatting to someone online. <laughs> That's, I can appreciate that. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Are you in Adelaide? We are in Adelaide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So Amazing. yeah, uh, not as, um, Actually, a bit of a nothing day in Adelaide. Not crazy, but yeah. just, yeah, a bit grey. Um, yeah. con- congratulations, Noah, because I feel like this year, while it hasn't been fantastic for the industry as a whole, that you have had a pretty stellar year yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a great year. It's been weird um, and obviously we would have loved to be out on the road and meeting everyone playing live shows um more than we have had the capacity to do but um yeah it's just been it's it's felt like we could sort of rip the lid off some stuff that we've sort of been holding on to for a bit in terms of releases so it's been really nice um and yeah feeling pretty grateful for um i don't know i guess like the growth of audience and people listening and yeah it's been awesome yeah definitely it appears like I know that you're saying obviously it would be nice to go out on tour and there are plans for that both um, in support with Sly Withers and for yourself. But even then, uh, joining Sly Withers, you've uh, signed to due process this year, which is a massive um, step. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was that was awesome. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know, it's like huge 
uh, I guess feels like a big career goal um, sort of ticked off and something that I guess as a kid I was always um, dreaming of. So, yeah, it feels really nice. Yeah, I can I can imagine. Um, how did it kind of come about or like how did they approach you in terms of um, joining the family? Um, yeah, they just um, reached out. I think they were after release, Sunburnt July and McConaughey um, and maybe Knievel Daredevil. Um, they sort of heard those three singles and then um, were pretty keen to hear more. Um, and then, yeah, when we were in lockdown, we were – doing this thing where um i just kept writing songs and in perth we were sort of going like i don't know like a little lockdown then it was fine then a little lockdown then it was fine and so um i think had we not been doing that we just would have gone into the studio and like recorded lots of songs but um instead i just kept writing and then every time we'd have a break in a lockdown we just like run to the studio and um record like two or three songs uh, and then we just sort of looked at the Dropbox one day um, and was just like, oh, there's like 10 songs. That's like an album, <laughs> um, which was pretty funny. And that so that was a really nice thing to just sort of send through to them and um, I think gave them a bit clearer of an idea um, of, you know, the sound we're going for and where it was heading um, and I guess the writing capability of the band and stuff like that and like what yeah i just i guess like where we were sort of going with it all um and they yeah they seemed to dig the songs um and yeah it was pretty natural from them we just had lots of conversations um talked a lot about you know um how we could sort of work with each other and help each other and then they came to our live show in brisbane and we signed the record deal the next day so it was really exciting i can imagine that's you know you hear these stories about um like signing record contracts and i can imagine that um especially with a like a aussie label like that it would have been very exciting yeah so exciting that i actually signed the witness um <laughs> box <laughs> where it said signs yeah. so we left and i was like oh my god we signed a record deal and then we got this call and it was like uh, you didn't sign like the right spot. Um, so technically you haven't signed the record deal. We're going to have to fax it over. Um, so it was just like, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll wait a few days. I can, it's almost like you're yeah, so excited. You're witnessing yourself sign the record. You were, you were doing both. I can exactly. yeah. yeah. I was just hovering above myself, witnessing the yeah. signing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you have had your first release from due process with uh, the EP that's out now. Yeah. I want to make sure I get this right. The title, cause it is slightly longer than your normal title. Don't change for the world. Parentheses. Like it's changing me and parentheses. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice work putting the brackets in as well. I always like Appreciate to make sure grammatically on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, firstly, where does the title come from for the EP? Um, I guess sort of, I, I think the EP when I looked at it holistically is sort of like a coming of age record, um, and takes a lot of looks at how, um, I guess the world that we're in and what you get exposed to and your life events that happen, particularly, um, focused around from like, I guess like 17 to 22, um, really shape 
um, I guess you coming into your adult self and you growing up and you, um, you know, how quickly that process happens and, um, you know, how quickly you learn about yourself and learn, um, your flaws and your, um, your positive parts of, you know, your attributes and everything. So I think, um, it was kind of a, a title, um, that I guess I was sort of talking to a partner in a relationship and being like, I'm having a really hard time. Um, I feel like the world that I'm living in and, um, I guess sometimes the harder parts of life are sort of, um, pulling me in different directions. And I guess a reminder to myself that, you know, you don't need a change to the world. Um, you know, even when it's, it seems a bit dark or, um, you know, things can be hard. It doesn't need to break you or shape you. You can, you can sort of, um, you know, find positives and change in a positive direction. Um, so yeah, I guess it was like that. And also looking at how like sometimes, uh, big life events can really change people, um, for the worse or the better. Um, so I guess it was just sort of comment on that. Yeah, definitely. Did you find that when you were writing these songs for the EP that that's where a lot of the inspiration came from in terms of like lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, specifically the EP title was from the song called make you cry. Um, which is sort of about, I guess, trying to be honest in a relationship and, um, speak your mind. Um, but how hard that can be, um, and how sometimes hurting someone, um, is sort of the most, uh, honest and beneficial thing you can do in the long run. Um, and yeah, that song ends with me just, yelling don't change for the world like it's changing me don't change for the world like it's changing me um and i guess that's it's almost like an apology like i'm sorry that i've changed um and i'm sorry that i have to do this and i'm sorry that for me i feel like i need a i need to step out of this to change um so yeah yeah i think a lot of it's sort of around that i'm really curious about your i guess um technique or method when it comes to lyrics because i in my research found out that originally you weren't a, you obviously are a songwriter now, but previously that um, you had a background within creative writing and within poetry and then kind of came to music through that path. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I was always like, I think I was just really, really drawn <clears throat> to stories and to writing poems and to um, um, creatively, um, I don't know, writing about, uh, some sort of thing, like anything that was emotional or, or, or fictional or um, anything like that. So I was really enjoying doing that. And I, I don't know why, but it took me like till I was about 16. Like I loved music and playing guitar and I loved writing poems and writing um, creatively. And I don't know why it took me so long, but I just sort of, there was like this day where it sort of clicked that I can just combine those two and that's, <laughs> what a song is. <laughs> so I was just, um, I guess, I guess what was holding me back was I was never a singer. Still don't know if I am a singer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was always scared of singing and scared of, um, doing that stuff. So I was always like, I don't think I can do that. Um, but at a certain point I just gave up caring, um, about that. And yeah, and then, yeah, I guess songwriting is just the perfect meld between um, writing about how you're feeling and accompanying it with music. 
I find that really interesting only because just then when you said that, that you weren't that confident, it, um, it doesn't come across in like the music or in the visuals. Like it comes across, uh, musically. I love the EP cause it kind of keeps you on your toes. Like there's nothing that I feel that is, um, I don't want to say like standard, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like. No, totally. Yeah. That's my, I mean, yeah, I love, like that's what I love in music is when people push the boundaries. And when I think for me personally with the band, what we always try to do is like, all right, here's the song, here's the lyrics. um, And like, this is the sentimentality behind the song. Let's um, like, I love like trying to create a, a soundscape that really matches that sentimentality. Um, if that's the word, that sentiment. Um, so, um, yeah. So, you know, talking about like darker subjects and, or talking about, um, uplifting things and being like, okay, how can we like bring the soundscape around the lyrics to really represent what we want the audience to feel or what we want them to feel? Um, which I guess in a lot of times is sort of like, yeah, putting the audience like on the back foot or like, you know, keeping people on their toes. And yeah, I really, I really like doing that with music. I think it's a very unique kind of trait that I know that like some artists do, but it is, it's not common and it does kind of keep you um, like going back to listen time and time again, because you are trying to uh, like, I think there was one guitar solo where I listened to it about three times to try and guess where it was going each time and still got it wrong, but still enjoyed the Uh, experience of it. If that kind of makes sense. (laughs) uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, It's probably me. I'm Yeah. I, um, yeah, we have a process with the band where I sort of bring in the songs and they're just like pretty much every time just like, okay, let's just like simplify that, simplify that, simplify that. It's like everything in my life. I'm just, it's just too many ideas. So, um, yeah, it's like I have to be reined in constantly because I, I think I like doing that stuff too much. It's the same thing with music videos. Like, you know, we work with um, a videographer called Dan Hildebrand. Daniel Hildebrand, who's a really good friend of mine. Um, and the process is sort of the same. I just like go get coffee with him and I'm like, so I want to be like hanging off a helicopter and then, um, there'll be like motorbikes and he's just like, no, 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 no. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot of just how I, my creative brain works. That's very fair. I wanted to touch on the, I guess, the visual aspect of it and the music videos um, are definitely a part of it because you do seem to not be afraid to kind of, yeah, visually put yourself out there and um, what is it, the video for Losing Touch? Like that just... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, it kind of, it's going from like you in this incredible kind of, um, I don't, I don't, cause I don't even think it's makeup. Like the, what is it? What the are flowers, they? yeah. Yeah, the flowers. Yeah, they were real flat, like flower petals that we like stuck to my eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was incredible. And then jumping to what looks like a kind of like an abandoned house playing guitar. And then, um, yeah. I'm curious, with, and going as an independent artist at Due Process, who are very supportive of, you know, different artists' um, visions as well. So this is not to kind of yeah. bash them or anything. We love you, Due Process, side note. Um <laughs> But, uh, like, how important do you think it is for artists to be able to have that freedom in kind of being able to express themselves in a visual medium? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's integral. I mean, it's, it's different. It's quite hard. And I think some artists, including myself, um, until recently, struggle with that um, visual medium. I mean, music is such a weird thing because you're like, okay, I love music, I love writing songs. And then it's like, all right, now you got to be... Um, a music director. Now you've got to um, be a comedian on stage. Now you've got to be, it's just like all these different things and you're just like, oh my God, I just wanted to write about my feelings <laughs> on a guitar. Um, so I definitely, um, I found it so stressful trying to think visually about my ideas. Um, but then it is just such an important part of like conveying the message that you have in your songs and actually quite an easy way and a good way to let the audience in um, to what representation you want to show through your music. So I think once I sort of figured that out, I was just like um, really into it and loved sort of directing my own look um, and creating a, I guess, a yeah, like a, a space that represented the songs really well. Um, and, uh, you know, personally, I love music videos. Like I feel like I can watch them and I can actually feel when they're good. I can really feel what like the artist was representing through the music. And it's just like an added piece. It's like the icing on the cake. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think it's really important. And I think that, um, yeah, due process have been extremely, um, supportive of all those ideas. Um, and actually like kind of pushed me creatively, which is really nice. Um, and being like, okay, like, can we do more? Can we, yeah, can we like push these boundaries, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I would 100% agree. I think that sometimes there are good videos that go with good songs, but uh, they don't, as you said, I feel like there are other songs that they just click with what the artist was trying to do with the song and it's just an extension of that and it it's brilliant. And I feel yeah. that's kind of how it's worked with yourself so far. Oh, that's good to hear, man. Thank you. <laughs> All good. Um, the the EP does have these massive kind of sweeping moments of, I don't want to say like power pop, but it is kind of like this, um, like you're not holding back with anything, which I <laughs> kind of love. Yeah. Uh, your first yeah. introduction to music when you kind of, I know we discussed songwriting and, and put, putting the two together, but when you first started playing guitar, what originally kind of drew you to um playing uh yeah i think well i fell in love with um you know songwriters like bob dylan and paul kelly um and that sort of storytelling was where i was really like drawn to um but then i had like 
my dad was obsessed with the Arctic Monkeys and the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, and like I used to play a lot of sport and he like wouldn't let me get out of the car until we listened <laughs> to like the full Arctic Monkeys record. Um, so then I was like, I don't know, I think they had this like big rock influence from dad. Um, and then I think an artist like, I don't know, probably when I was like 14 or 15, I heard Courtney Barnett for the first time and I was like, oh my God, this is like dad's thing, like this big rock thing that I'm, I love with this sort of old time song writing storytelling thing. Um, and that, that was, yeah, that kind of like blew the door open for me in terms of just being like, Oh wow. Okay. I can do both. I can like create a really big pop rock alternative, like, um, soundscape and then also explore a narrative and a songwriting technique, um, that I really love. So yeah, I think artists like, um, Courtney Barnett, Julia Jacqueline, Big Thief, um, all sort of like really made me realize that I can do like storytelling and songwriting, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be folk music. Um, and that can be sort of in a indie rock setting. Um, and I think that's a trope that a lot of young artists feel. And I definitely felt was, I was, you know, a bit lost on the whole thing and I wanted to do writing, but I was like, okay, um, I'm in my room by myself with an acoustic guitar writing songs. All right. I must be like a folk artist. So when I started, it was like, you know, I was like a folk musician, but then sort of was like, I'm not actually listening to that much folk music really. Like, um, what I'm listening to is sort of like indie rock. And I guess it took a little bit of time to realize and like get the, I guess get proficient enough at my instruments and realize how to make that sort of music. Um, and I feel like this EP is a good representation of sort of where it's come to and it being folk or hopefully people can see it's sort of like storytelling um, folk um, lyrically sort of there and then soundscape is sort of indie alternative rock with pop stuff in it. hundred percent. I might not have put like Courtney Barnett and Arctic Monkeys and all of them together, but now that you've said it, it, does actually kind of make sense of the EP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Was, um, was your dad musically inclined at all himself or was he just a big fan? No, of? no, no. By the time he got really wasted and, um, played the tambourine without a shirt on. Um, <laughs> so that, and that's about, that's about the extent I've seen dad's music capabilities. Um, go. but my, yeah. Yeah, but has he's always been like an avid listener and a huge supporter of of music, so he loves it. Um, I'm not sure if he's yeah, not sure if he's all there um, with with the talent, but that's all right. <laughs> and my mum's granddad was a um, was a musician, so there's like a fair bit of music that went on in that family. Um, that's cool. so yeah, probably more from that side. But I feel like everyone in my family. Like, you know, music was a huge part of our upbringing and a huge part of our leisure um, and something that, I don't know, we, we held pretty dear as a family, I think. Yeah, of course. I can um, definitely appreciate that. And I think maybe even if it's just timing, even if it's just a mad tambourine player, might just be the, yeah. the timing. That, yeah, it might just be that. It was very good <laughs> that night. Might have been a tequila. Oh, look, a combination of things make make artists what they are. Yeah. yeah. It's true. You're going out 
on the road to support the EP. Uh, we've got some support dates later this year with Sly Withers yeah. and some uh, dates, solo dates for yourself next year. I know you've played some shows around WA in the last number of months, but um, and it might be a little bit redundant. How excited are you to get out there and be able to take these songs to the rest of the country? Yeah, so excited. Couldn't be more excited. We had our first sort of show of the EP on Friday um, at the Rosemount, and that's sort of the first time we've played the EP songs live, um, and it was, yeah, so much fun, such a vibe. Um, yes, I can't wait. It feels like a bit of a missing puzzle piece that, um, you know, live music that we haven't been able to go around and do. So, yeah, we're, we're buzzing. It's going to be great. It should be very exciting. I know, um, as mentioned, you're going on to it in support with uh, Sly Withers and Teenage Jones throughout the country, which yeah. looks such a crew. Such a crew. Um, for my money, probably one of the best uh, lineups we've seen in the country this year. I oh, amazing. You are, I think Sam from Sly um, helped launch the EP on Instagram last week. Yeah, yeah, it came on and had a little chat about you, Because you guys are, I, th- I believe that you guys are friends as well as two of I believe we're friends, yeah, I believe we're friends. <laughs> um, so I think, um, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, me and Sam are really close and same with the rest of those guys in that band. They're, they're a really good crew and um, that sort of came about because uh, Skinny, who manages Slide With Us, is best friends with Mark Neal, who manages our band. Um, so we always have like cute little manager band hangs um, at the bowls club and stuff, <laughs> um, which, is, which is fun. And I feel like, yeah, that tour, um, yeah, it's going to be a party and especially having Teenage Jones there as well who rock. It's going to be good. I think, yeah, again, best lineup this year for, um, for your money. So please make sure you go out and get <laughs> tickets, anyone who's listening, and tickets to your tour um, next year. Noah, before we let you go, uh, we do usually ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to, if there's anything that's on like high rotation on your stereo or on your streaming service. Is there anything that's... Um, sure. Yeah. 100%. I've been smashing uh, the new Sam Fender record. Um, he is, yeah, from somewhere in England. Um, and, yeah, his song called 17 Going Under and Get You Down has been getting smashed by me. Um, yes, that would be my, my little hot take. And also, um, an EP by, uh, far out. I can never pronounce his name. It's Marinelli, maybe Marinelli, M-A-R-I-N-E-L-L-I. Yes. Um, yeah. The EP is called Funny Bone and that's also getting spun in my ears. Beautiful. I reckon, um, Sam Fender is I feel like almost like an equivalent of yourself in a way in terms of like oh. musically keeps you on your toes and, and kind of like doesn't let you just fall into a trap of, I think, yeah, the, in terms of listenership. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I'm, I believe also a due process family member. Um, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to um, due process one more time. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah I, <laughs> Thank you again for your time today, mate, and congratulations again on the EP. We do look forward to um, seeing you. you around the country. Yeah, such a pleasure to chat. Um, yeah, can't wait to uh, get over to Adelaide. 
And that's our show. A massive thank you to Noah Dillon for his time. Don't Change for the World is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the EP or buy tickets to his tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Elise at Anthologies for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.